If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. My toxic trait is I've been trying to fix my shit with meaningless situationships, knowing that no man could ever love me the way my father did, so I don't even bother with no relationship. Choosing men that's emotionally unavailable because the trauma that I carry, I've been trying to bury. So I picked the ones I couldn't even tell it to. And when it's said and done and me and him are through, he took another piece of me. So now it ain't no peace for you. You couldn't keep me if you wanted to. My toxic trait is that I'm disappearing as soon as I feel like somebody knows me. No tear-stained pillows when I was the only one there to hold me, just nights staring at the ceiling. No tears left to cry, just disappearing feelings. No sad song to be sung, just little me going numb. And I got so used to being loved from a distance that when I came across the first man that did it, I wasn't even tripping. And my toxic trait is, for that, I don't think I need no therapy. It makes sense, because the ones that were supposed to be wasn't ever there for me. All right, welcome to the Rich and Unemployed Podcast Uncut. I'm your host, Jonathan Dupaton, a.k.a. Finesse. Um, before we get started, make sure you guys check out the Patreon. Uh, make sure you guys check out the website for some merch. Oh, yeah, these headscarves are going to be on sale by the time I put this episode out. So make sure you go ahead and copy one. I have a beautiful, lovely lady next to me. <laughs> Introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Favela, baby. Who? You don't got to talk in the mic. You, oh. You're what? Favela. You said don't talk in the mic. You don't have to. Favela, baby. Favela, baby? Mm-hmm. You've been mispronouncing this. I thought it was Fave. Yeah, everybody do. But you told me your name is Fave. I told you what my name is, too, though. Yeah, yeah, but why would it be Fave if it's what? Because I know that that's how people pronounce it anyways. So where did Fave come from? Okay, hold on. All right. We're going to have to start all the way up. No, no, we don't. No, we don't. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Okay, what the name mean? To make a long story medium, mm-hmm. favela baby is basically like taking what you got to build what you need to just always be straight. You made that up? No. Where it come from? The favelas. Who was that? Um, so it's like these. It's like this little like slum in Brazil, and the way that it started was like. Soldiers had won the war. They didn't get no like compensation for it after they won. They ain't had shit though because it was right after a war. So they took what they had to build their homes. Mm-hmm. And they look real out of place on the side of this mountain. And I always felt real out of place. But it's still like home for them. And they took what they had to build what they need and they straight now. That was my Tumblr name from like 2012. It made a lot more sense then. It still makes sense now though. Why do you feel out of place? Oh, I just don't really, I don't really be feeling like I fit in. I found like my niche and stuff, but like for a long time growing up, I just never felt like I fit in anywhere. And it made me uncomfortable. But then I started realizing like, this is a superpower. You can be a chameleon, you can be adaptable. You don't fit in, you can learn how to fit in and you can learn how to move around. Take mm-hmm. what you got to build what you need. What about you that you felt like you didn't, that didn't fit in? What what made you so different from everybody else? Or? The way I think. I think the way I think a lot of times made me feel like I was out of place because I couldn't really, I couldn't really find where I fit in with other people's thought patterns. So it's just like, it was hard to have like conversations with people. It was hard to connect with people. Being like I had a hard time, cause like I'm biracial. So I felt like, well, I'm not, I'm not enough to be this and I'm not enough to be that, but I'm just enough to be this, just enough to be that. So 
I had a, I had a hard time with that. You sound like a poet. Man. <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> <laughs> so you just found your, your niche, mm-hmm. um, which is poetry. Mm-hmm. And how, how, long, how long have you been doing this? I've been writing since 2016. I didn't start sharing until like last summer though. I would share here and there, but mm-hmm. I didn't really like really start sharing until last summer. What you you didn't feel comfortable? You didn't you weren't confident? Hell no. That's like read your diary to the world. Is it? Yeah. So like do are your poems are they true? Like yeah. all of them? Yeah. I can't I'm not blowing smoke. Like I can't speak from nowhere but myself. Uh huh. Could you get deep? Okay, let's let's hear one. Cause the one that I heard over the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to hear that one. Cause you—that's not—that's not out, right? I don't got it memorized, but I can read it. Oh nah. Yeah, it's not the same. Mm-mm. Um, that was a good one though. Yeah, I know. I've been trying to memorize it, but that shit long as fuck. It's like a five-minute poem. Okay, what can we do? Cause I don't want to give him nothing old. I want to give him something new. You got something new? Not memorized. Literally, when I be posting, like, I write it in the car right before I post it. And that's the only reason why they be memorized in my head, because it's literally, like, I just wrote it, and then I record it, and then I post it, and then the next day it's something else. All right, if you was to read it, are you going to read it like this? I can. Most of it is memorized, but... I got you. Okay, could could you could you read it and look at the camera like look down like Which camera? This one? That one right there. This one? Oh duh. Yeah. You need this to be way out the way. Not really. Okay. This all gonna get edited, right? No. You just gonna leave it right straight like this? Mm-hmm. Come on, man. It's okay. My toxic trait is I've been trying to fix my shit with meaningless situationships, knowing that no man could ever love me the way my father did, so I don't even bother with no relationship. Choosing men that's emotionally unavailable because the trauma that I carry, I've been trying to bury. So I picked the ones I couldn't even tell it to. And when it's said and done and me and him are through, he took another piece of me. So now it ain't no peace for you. You couldn't keep me if you wanted to. My toxic trait is that I'm disappearing as soon as I feel like somebody knows me. No tear-stained pillows when I was the only one there to hold me, just nights staring at the ceiling. No tears left to cry, just disappearing feelings. No sad song to be sung, just little me going numb. And I got so used to being loved from a distance that when I came across the first man that did it, I wasn't even tripping. And my toxic trait is, for that, I don't think I need no therapy. It makes sense because the ones that were supposed to be wasn't ever there for me. And my heart been so turned inside out that even when I pour it out, I don't even feel like I'm being vulnerable. And I'm already on my way out the door as soon as you get uncomfortable. And yeah, they play their hand how they play it. And whatever's on my mind, I just go ahead and save it. I'm the one that chooses and I chose you, so I don't even gotta say shit. I know my love ain't the type of love that you play with. So I pick dudes that don't do love, the type of dudes you can only lay with. Non-committal, cause he married to the streets. We both got war stories and we just share them on my sheets. My toxic trait is that I think I'm scared of love, cause deep down, I know how many times that I've been told I'm too much. And my mama never told me not to date a thug. My toxic trait is I love me in ways that no man could top. And once I decide that I love you, it ain't no way that I'ma stop. And the only way to break this bond is if he fuck it up and every time he do, I still find a way to suck it up. And my problem is, I hear you even when you don't say it. And even without acknowledging the apologies, I already decided that I'm staying. My toxic trait is that I ain't even hurting every time they do me dirty. I broke my father's heart, so when it comes to this love thing, I'm questioning if I'm worthy. My toxic trait is, I know that it's a piece of me that's still broken. 
And I don't trust you when you say that you're going to stay. So I'm dipping out the same day that I know your heart is stolen. And deep down, I love it when they love me from a distance because I know they never really see the real me. All these broken pieces that I hold on to, the pain that cut me deep, and I can't stop this bleeding. And I like I'm affluent, not for the gifts, but because I know he'll never need me. And I've been figuring everything out for so long that I'm proud to say I'm strong and I'm embarrassed to feel needy. My toxic trait is that I never mean to hurt them. I really mean to fall in love. I take the time out to learn them. And I speak from my heart. I love with intention, so it ain't no way that they don't feel me. But my capacity to love is the best thing I got, so that's all I show, because who could love the real me? And my toxic trait is that they hurt more than they hurt me when I finally say I'm leaving. And when I'm done, I really mean it, but they never believe it, because we come from a generation of people that be saying shit they don't be meaning. And my toxic trait is I don't know if any man could ever love me fully once he finds out that we having threesomes with my depression and this anxiety is a bully. Once he find out how much that I laugh to keep from crying. And that I spend just as much time hurting as I spend smiling. And that I got addictions to spending money because the best way to cover my pain is from styling. And the only time he know how I really feel is when I'm drunk dialing. I be wildin'. And my toxic trait is that I recognize your pain. And I'm drawn to you because mine feels the same. And my toxic trait is that I love broken men because they won't never know how to tell whose is whose pieces. And I'm addicted to being the only one that ever need me. My toxic trait is that everything look perfect from the surface. But deep down, I ain't never gonna let no man know that I'm hurting. <laughs> I could have dropped a tear. Thank you, I'll be right with you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> So all that's true. Oh, that's true. That's like the that's honestly like that's the most realest, closest thing that I've ever written to myself. You said a lot. Yeah. Today's episode is brought to you by Rich and Unemployed Clothing. Listen, have you guys checked out the website? Have you guys copped some merch? You can do so while watching this episode right now. So if you haven't done so, go ahead. It's right there at the bottom. Go ahead, click. Go to the website. Go ahead and copy some merch, man. We got these new hoodies in. We got headscarves in. We got hats. We got caps. We got the black and gold rich and unemployed cap. So make sure you guys tap in. Grab some merch while watching this episode. Because, listen, we're giving it to you. Giving it to you good. Wait, pause. All right, back to the episode. Damn, you said so much. Um, just break down. Just break, just, just break it down. Cause you said something about like, um, damn, men in your sheets, something with sheets. What, oh, non-committal, cause they married to the streets. We both got war stories and we just share them on my sheets. So the whole concept of the poem is just like from self-reflection mm -hmm. and realizing like, uh, I feel like subconsciously, I feel like I pick dudes that are emotionally unavailable because maybe I'm not really ready to give myself in a real deep emotional way. So it's a lot easier to deal with somebody that also don't want to do that. But, you know, being human and being a woman, you're going to catch feelings dealing mm -hmm. with anybody. So non-committal, married to the streets, that's self-explanatory. Mm -hmm. You know, they always gonna have their other commitments. And um, we both got war stories, we just share them on my sheets. It's a way of expression. Why do you feel that you're emotionally unavailable? But a woman is supposed to be, right? I also said, and my heart been so turned inside out that even when I pour it out, I don't feel like I'm being vulnerable. I'm overly emotional, mm -hmm. and I'm overly available emotionally. It's maybe it's a double entendre or like a conundrum. Because mm -hmm. I'm, I it don't feel like nothing when I be emotional though. Because it's I, like I said. It's been so turned inside out that even when I pour it out, it don't don't feel like I could pour out my whole heart to somebody and it don't feel like the way that it would to another person that's pouring their whole heart out because I done got so used to 
the way I am, I guess. Mm. So, are you single? Mm hmm. Could you choose to be? Mm hmm. Why? It's easy that way. To be single? Yeah. You don't got to worry about how nobody else feels when you're making decisions. You don't got to worry. You just don't got to worry about nobody else except for yourself. I said that in the poem, too. I'm addicted to being the only one that ever need me. You know, I feel the same way, but, you know, people try to make me feel bad for it. Don't feel bad for it. They say, oh, you you, you need somebody, or you just want to be a hoe. But it's really not that for I I really enjoy myself. Yeah, me too. Like, I, I enjoy solitude, and I enjoy just being with myself and just vibing out. Like, I really love me. Like, yeah. I really love me. And I said that in the poem, too. I love myself in ways I don't think no man could talk. Because hmm. who going to love me better than me? Nobody. I'm trying to tell you. <clears throat> don't feel your pain. Do you? Yeah. If you want to be by yourself, that's cool. They make it seem like um, I'm getting too old. And God forbid I get sick. And who going to be there for me? Who gonna be, who gonna be there when like I'm in a hospital bed? <laughs> then I get to really thinking like, damn, who is gonna be there for me? Then I have to, I feel like I gotta force myself into a situation because I don't want that situation to happen. No, don't get into a relationship because you want somebody to be there when you sick. Get into a relationship because <laughs> you want to be with somebody because you want. I mean, be that's with part of it, but you know, I want like kids and a family. Yeah, but you gotta do it on your time. I know. Man, what these people talking about? Take your time. I've been taking my time. So like, why are you single? Because you just enjoy your time that much. Because ain't nobody going to love me like I'm love myself. See? You know what I mean? Really, because I don't, I don't want to have to worry about nobody. I don't want to. I'm so focused on myself. Me trying to be in a relationship with somebody is going to be a problem because I'm not ready to be checking for nobody for real. I heard though that like until a man like it's all the way like where he feels like he really wants to be in life, he's not gonna be ready for no relationship. And it's like you still building your empire right now, so maybe that's the hold up on the hospital bed thing. <laughs> yeah, but some some men feel like they won't reach their peak unless they have a woman beside them. Do you feel like that? I feel like a woman would definitely, no, let me not say that. It can go either way. She can either add to it or take away. So I'm not I'm not sure. I don't even want to find out. Because if I got this far by myself, I'm pretty sure if I chose the right one that she would help me level up or take things to the next level. But then again, like how much energy, how much, what I got to really pour into her without for her to give me that. So I'm just stuck. Understandable. A lot of girls don't got their bills paid, so you gotta be careful what you step into. That's what I'm telling you. It be, it's, it's like you stepping into like a fucking headache off the muscle. It, I don't, <laughs> I got too much going on on my side. <laughs> to be worried about if, I, if you paid your bill on the first or by the third, I don't pay my bill to like the seventh or the eighth, I be forgetting. And <laughs> I don't want to like. They can't beat you to the punch if you ask for shit on third if you ain't getting around to it till seventh. Yeah. So when was your last relationship? Um, the end of 2020. Like real live relationship. What's a real live relationship? Like, cause I feel like it be situationships and stuff too, but like a real relationship. Mm -hmm. 2020. Like that girlfriend, boyfriend, yeah. Yeah. Thinking about marriage. And, yeah. Uh, so what happened? Um, we just had different views on how households should be ran and how kids should be raised. So it's just not practical to continue trying to pursue that if you can't find a way to to compose a future together. What was your views? Um. I don't want to raise my kids real religious. I want them to have a knowing about God. I want them to be able to pick how they decide to have a relationship with God. I want to teach my kids how to pray. 
but I don't necessarily want to put them into any box before they old enough to wonder about that kind of a thing. Hmm. I can agree with that. So what he wanted them to be like in church? Basically, yeah. Mm. Did you have to break up with him? Or y'all just came up to a decision like, all right, it's... It was just a conversation. Like, it was getting to that point in the relationship where it was like, okay, we about to start thinking about, like, futures and stuff now. And when we had the conversation, it was just kind of like, yeah. Mm. No. Because <laughs> of kids. Yeah. If mm. you can't come to an agreement on how to raise kids, like, we don't even need to be sleeping together. Because mm-hmm. that's too risky. So we just might as well just, it's cool, we can just be done here. I don't want my kids to be in church. I don't even want my kids to go to school, honestly. Me neither. School is a weird concept to me. Like, you just send your child off to be around a building full of strangers all day long. That's how I be looking at it. I mean, we did it. I know. And why do I need to know about the angle of triangles? I've never used that in my adult life, ever. (laughs) (laughs) No, I do feel like they should be social. I think they should go to high school, maybe. But like the beginning years, I wanna, I wanna have that. I wanna be able to teach them what I wanna teach them. Not no curriculum, like, about real life. Well, some tea party and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I feel you on that too. School is an interesting concept. I feel like they need to change that all the way around. What is it about religion that you want your children to to learn? It's just such a box. It's such a box. And I don't want, um, personally, I feel like a lot of religions use, like, guilt as a strategy to get you to follow along with what it is that they teach um, mm. or fear of something happening to you. And, like, I don't want to instill guilt or fear into my kids because if they get old enough and they be like, this ain't really for me, um, I don't want them to have to go through that. How does it feel being famous? <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, it don't feel like nothing to me. I don't, I don't think they can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it don't feel like nothing to me. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Um, at first, when like my numbers start climbing, I I got nervous. I got super nervous about it because I'm like. There's a lot of people knowing who I am. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that I'm not saying the wrong thing or doing the wrong thing. Um, It's weird getting recognized when I go places because people are, like, starting to come up to me now and, like, saying stuff. But I don't know. I'm adapting to it. I never wanted – I never wanted to, like, be famous. So it's an adjustment for me to be like, damn, it's a lot of people that know who I am. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of people that might recognize me. It's a lot of people that's like following me and looking for me to say things. But it's cool. I take it. I feel like it happened for a reason, and I got to take it in stride. The expectation, the expectation you have for yourself versus what other people expect, Like, do you feel like you have to live up to something now? Mm-mm. Like this, this, like a guy that was in high school, like he was super good in basketball, mm-hmm. and you just expected him to make it to the NBA. And when you see him a couple of years down the line, he working at Waffle House, and you be like, damn, like what happened? Like you had so much potential, and you just here. Yeah, but did you ask him, do he still hoop every day? What they got to do with it? Because what if he just like hooping every day? He just happened to be exceptionally good at it, and he just still hoops every day. He might still like his life. Because I be feeling like, me personally, like, yeah, I I would love to take this as far as I could take it. But also, too, if I just end up saying poems that help people out here and there throughout their day mm-hmm. from the front seat of my car and I'm still just helping one person, I would be cool with that, too. But now that I see that there's potential in it, um, I am excited to like try to see if I can take it that far. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be cool. 
But if not, I still would feel satisfied with just knowing that I'm helping just a couple people. I feel like, <clears throat> I feel great that I'm helping people, but I feel like it's a lot of pressure on me to like really make it from other people. With me, I think it's, it's pressure on me too, like a pressure I put on myself, but on the outside looking in, people really look at me bigger than what I actually am. And they, they're wishing and hoping and expecting me to like just blow the fuck up. So let's talk about the pressures that be put on men because people is pressuring you to be in a relationship and people is pressuring you <laughs> to have kids and not be lonely in the hospital and mm -hmm. to blow up. So what is that like? The pressures of a man? Because I've never felt that, but I can understand that like y'all got a lot on y'all shoulders. Yeah, it's more pressure than that. You know, it's pressure not going to jail, pressure not dying. It's hella pressure. We just got to live with it. Ain't nothing we could do about it. Ain't, it's nothing we can really do. But live and try to be as strong-minded as possible and then making it. My ex-girlfriend told me, <laughs> she told me that, listen, if you don't get your shit together, nigga, it's over. In my mind, <laughs> I'm okay with it, you know, because not that I want her to leave, but I would, I have to choose myself first. Mm -hmm. My career, me first. So if you feel like you gotta leave, then by all means, then that's your decision. I don't wanna have to force myself, rush myself into a situation because you're ready or that you feel like you're getting old Like, I don't want to live with any regrets. Mm -hmm. Like, damn, like, I'm only doing this because of her. Mm -hmm. And I, I think I probably do want to be with her, but right now, no, mm -hmm. I can't. But I think I just told her, like, yeah, okay, give me, like, six months and I'll be straight. <laughs> but, um... I'm going to fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's hella pressure, though. Well, I mean, what's life without pressure? I've been having pressure all my whole life. Oh, I seen a quote that I liked the other day. It was something like, there's, there's no man more saddened than he who has not faced adversity because he has not had the chance to prove himself. Hmm. So yeah, what's life without pressure? You don't ever get no chance to prove yourself without it or grow, or whatever they be saying about diamonds and stuff. <laughs> um, pressure make diamonds? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's been an uphill battle like my whole damn life. Ain't nothing really been easy. It's always been like, hurdles, setbacks, Jail, people dying. I feel you. Imagine what your son had to go through. Who? Your son. If I have a little boy. Mm hmm. I ain't gonna lie, I'm, I'm praying for boys. Me too. A gang of them. <laughs> I'll be cool with that. I know God gonna hit me with a bunch of women. <laughs> I just know it. I just know it. Just cause what I've been through, what I experienced with women, he need me to feel that pain. Mm. Why you want no girls? Mm, mm, mm. Um, cause I just, yeah. it's just for one, uh, I'm gonna have to do that hair. <laughs> Two, they hear. They hear. They hear. Your hair real? Why are we doing that right now? Oh my bad. It look real. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it look like you got good hair. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Go ahead. I'm gonna have to do their hair. They just, 
I'm not as opposed to girls now that I used to be, but also too, like growing up, I was just always around my dad. I was always around my brother. And my best friend growing up was a little boy. And we used to be falling out of trees and hopping fences and going fishing and riding <laughs> bikes and stuff. So I just feel like it would just be easier with boys. Mm-hmm. Cause you can just like let them fall out of trees and hop fences and ride bikes. Girls can do the same thing at a young age. I guess that's true because I was. Mm-hmm. But then like emotions and stuff, I'm gonna be cool if I have girls. You got to be married to have kids? No. Interesting. Why not? Why do you have to be married to have kids? I thought it was America. This is how the world is. I don't know. Marriage is like, I think it's important. It's an important thing that we've learned to do is to, like, make these, like, real-life commitments to people. But I don't think you have to be married to have kids. I think you have to just have, like, a genuine understanding and connection and commitment with somebody. We don't got to get the government involved, like, signing papers and stuff. That's how I feel. I guess it's cool, though, because, like, if something was to happen... Mm-hmm. I do have a guarantee that, like, I guess you could say it's like a guarantee. Like, if something was to happen to my husband, I would still be taken care of after he passes. So, like, if I have kids, at least I would have some sort of, hopefully he would have life insurance. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just trying to scrape up the pieces and trying to figure out what to do, not that I'm by myself. But I would hope that I would have kids with somebody that we could already have those types of arrangements and agreements before we even decide to have kids. So your dream life would be? Explain. My dream life would be um, just to be safe and comfortable with somebody that I could be peaceful with and just know because we've built that type of connection that I know that they always going to be there and vice versa. Um, We could have a couple little chili beans running around. Not have to worry about you know, bills being paid. Just like simple and safe. I don't think my dream life includes anything like extravagant if it gets there it gets there i ain't gonna be mad but i think i would focus more on the feeling of what i would want my dream life to be like as opposed to what it would look like i would want feelings of safety and security and peace and commitment and real live love that like make your make your bones feel fuzzy type stuff so you feel like you can accomplish that without marriage yeah Hmm. what's your dream life look like My dream life would be a really big family that would consist of maybe about 15 kids. I know you were about to say something. Wow. <laughs> about 15 kids. Um, uh, not, not that I just want a gang of women. I just really want a big family. Mm-hmm. And um, we all on one accord. You know, everybody just understands what it is and what their role is and what we're trying to accomplish. I want whoever's in my life to like just really understand me as a person and like pay attention to like detail and and that really good mothers and really good partners. It wouldn't even be marriage at all. Well, how can you be, how can, how can it be commitment? Like if it's no marriage, it would just be like commitment. Like, hey, you know, like, I love you and um, protect you and. Yeah, and then um, we can pinky promise. Pinky promise, no promise ring? 
if they want to do that, that's cool. But we can get pinky promise on it or like have a handshake or something. A handshake? A secret one. I was just playing. I was just playing. I was just playing. Uh-oh. <laughs> we're trying to get this. <laughs> we pre right now. You think commitment had to be on paperwork? Mm-mm. I'm asking because, I mean, that's what the typical woman or just society would paint it. But too though, like people sign papers all the time and then decide they don't want to be married no more just because they just not feeling it. And I feel like I feel like I will say I feel like older generations made a commitment to commitment. Mm-hmm. I feel like these these new school buckaroos mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a commitment to a person and people change all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like I feel like back in the day people used to be like, I'm committing myself to my word, I'm committing myself to my bond, whereas now we decide like okay i'm committing myself to this person and then as soon as that person change so do everything else and then the commitment is out the window but you have to be able to like commit to your commitment like i'm gonna commit myself to this person and know that they're going to change over time and that they're going to hopefully grow and expand over time but i would say like it would be nice to know that you have a commitment to growth with somebody Mm -hmm. i would rather somebody commit to growing than commit to me because at least that way i know at least at the very least, we both moving in a forward direction at all times. Mm-hmm. That's real. You don't think your parents are going to hate you for that? They don't even hate me. I'm pretty sure I'm the favorite. Oh. It's just that I know that I broke their heart with some of my decisions, but I'm still the favorite kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to... My siblings can't see that. They're going to be pissed. That you're the favorite? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they probably think they're the favorite, too. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But I don't want to get married to have to get a divorce. I feel like, okay, if I never was in a marriage, then we can never split up. Yeah. Right. You can't go nowhere. It's just... It's perfect that way. Right. What do we got to separate for? We, if there's no, I think when you get married and you have this document and it's, it's just so much pressure on staying together and making it work when really, it can just really work without none of that. Mm-hmm. Just be, just be people. Mm-hmm. My, my way of thinking in this world is just, I don't know. Some people just don't get it. And I don't know. Like I didn't, I'm gonna break a few hearts on the way along this journey because people just don't get it. And I be trying to be honest as possible and I be trying to express myself and but all they hear is, oh you want you want your your cake and eat it too. Oh you want you wanna be a hoe. Oh you want multiple bitches, but it's really not that. Like I'm really done with bitches. I'm done with having like hella women. I need um I just need loyalty. So do you think men are wired to be monogamous or do you think they domesticate themselves to be monogamous? Like, do you think like the first caveman wanted to stay in his cave or do you think he wanted to go look around the other caves? And then do you think he found out that it wasn't really nothing in the other caves and he went back to his cave? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, it's, it's how you, I guess it's just how you do it. The caveman, I think he always had he always had desires, because if we're thinking caveman days, we we're still thinking in, in the primitive state, like an animal. So animals are doing the same thing, and I think that over time they just that's what was placed upon us. This is what it should be. This is what this is how you should live, and then we force ourselves to be this way, or we'll get with the woman that just ain't going for it, and you don't want to break this woman's heart, so you have to change your way of thinking to please this person. But deep down inside, I think naturally all men feel that way, but they just suppress it because of society or the woman or what they've seen with their parents. But I could be either or. 
I could be with one person, I could be with multiple people, but as long as I'm happy, I don't want to be one person. I'll be like, damn, like I feel like I'm missing out. I was having this conversation like like two days ago with my homies. It's a, it's a group text with like four people, and everybody in the in the group is saying that they just can't commit. So I'm like, okay, what the fuck is it? Like everybody's saying like that. We, we tired of bitches. We tired of like dealing with all these hoes. But then this, then this, bro, like, I just can't commit. He was like, man, I got this girl in my car. Like, she she basically telling me, like, if I don't commit to it, it's over. And I was like, well, shit, I bet it's over because oh, no. you ain't committing. <laughs> and I it's, I know a lot of guys feel that way. I mean, he, us, like, we successful. So I think when you're young and successful, it's even harder because, one, you don't know what women angles are. You don't know if it's just because of, like, what you got. Um, what you can do for them so it's a little harder and then I think it's you fear on like missing out I might choose you but it's like damn like it's probably somebody out there that that does it way better or I might meet someone later on down the line that makes me feel this way and damn like I chose the wrong person I think that's a lot of that's how a lot of guys feel majority of them but like, I meet married guys, and they still cheat on their wife. I know niggas that just got married and cheat, like, mm-hmm. month one. Mm-hmm. So what was your point of getting married? What was your whole point of doing this? To satisfy the woman? Because you don't want to get married, clearly, because if you wanted to get married, you would be really committed to the situation. I ain't going to hold you. Marriage is scary. Think so? You said what? I said, is marriage scary? <laughs> My bad. I don't know. It could be. I guess it's like, it's just a something you just got to try. You just never know. You really don't know until you try it. But me, I don't want to have no baby mamas. You want to be a baby mama? Well, if I don't get married, then technically I would be a baby mama. Technically not, because it's really how you put it. Because if me and you had a child, and we had an agreement, like, all right, listen, you're going to be the mother of my child. We're going to have this partnership forever. And this is our situation. You're not just my baby mama. Like, you're like my partner. Mm-hmm. So it's different. Like a baby mom is like, okay, that nigga is off doing his own thing, barely hear from this nigga, come around, give you some money. Oh, I don't think I would ever be a baby mama. Uh-huh. I don't think I would want, I would not want to be no baby mama. Mm-mm. You want to be a baby daddy? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I didn't made it this far in life. That's <laughs> how I didn't made it this far without tripping. That's a serious thing. How old are you? Thirty. You feel like you're getting too old? It's about that time. No. When you gonna feel like you're too old? I feel like when I be like thirty-six. I'm gonna be like, hmm. then you gonna just rush? Hmm? You gonna rush it? Like when you're 36, like, yo, fuck it, I need to. I don't think I'm gonna make it that far. I think I'm, I'm gonna be cool buddy. But if I do make it to 36 with no kid, that would be the point where I'm like, dude, I don't know what we're gonna do here. And I thought about like, well, would, how would you feel if you just never had kids? Would you be okay with that? Damn. Sometimes you gotta have them conversations with your kids. I thought about that too. Or like, what if I died before I even had kids? Not in the hospital bed by yourself. I ain't going out like that. 
<laughs> my death gonna be a quick, sudden death. <laughs> Unless I'm like 90, 100, and I know I'm about to die. That's the, I'm not dying. I'm not gonna be sick and die. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna be hurting and no. I'm going out exactly how I wanna go out. Include afterlife. What's the afterlife? I don't know. We're gonna come back. I'm excited to see what happens. I'm in no rush. I'm excited to see what happens in the afterlife. Yeah, I'm not in no rush, but like I am excited. Me too, because I really want to know. I really want to know too. I'm coming clipboard. I'm about to be like, so on this day, did I get it right? <laughs> no. Mm-mm. I gotta go back. <laughs> <laughs> I think we come back though. I think, I think we reincarnate. It only makes sense, right? Or we go to like another dimension. Yeah, we wonder. We gonna find out. Not soon. Mm mm. It's gonna be cool though. <laughs> I think like we think this is the best life that we live in, but I think it's really it's better after this. I be thinking that we had to live this life so that we would have a tangible experience to know that we exist. So then for the next one, if we don't have no 3D something that we can touch and see and feel, we still know that we're here. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. This is a 3D plane, like the, the third dimension. So what, we're going to be in the one dimension? I don't know. But like, what if we don't have no vessels in the next one? Because I'm not this. This is just my rental while I'm here. Mm-hmm. So I want to see what all it can do. But then I got to give it back. So even if it changes or if I look different, if I gain weight, if I cut all my hair off, like I'm still me at my center, even if my vessel changes. So what happens after you come out your vessel? Got your soul, you got your essence and you got your energy. Hmm. Like a cup of water and you just pour it back into the ocean. You said things are starting to get weird for you when it comes to friends. What happened? I wouldn't say weird for friends, but I will say just like, like, just people, I don't know. Just expectations. Like, I feel like this many people never used to ask me to kick it. Hmm. And I'd just be like, I don't even come outside. What changed? Why you want me to come outside now when you know that I never came outside before? Just little stuff like that I've been noticing that's like interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, before this, did you like, were you on social media like that? Were you present? I would post when I would like go somewhere and take my little pictures after brunch and stuff. Mm Cause you know, out of sight, out of mind, and like now that you're growing into this person, and and you know, people want to be surrounded by. It. That makes sense. There is an influx of love. I'm appreciative for that. Is it love? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I ain't gonna get close enough to find out. <laughs> I don't know. I've been feeling. I've been feeling a lot of um, energy of envy, envious, and jealousy. And I don't know who, but I know it's out there, like amongst like people that that I grew up with. Cause <clears throat> I feel like anything that I do, right, turn into gold. Anything I ever done in life, like I, now I always excel. And like now that I'm doing this, and it's really taken off for me. And it's been people that have been trying to like do other things and trying to blow up, and they haven't done it. And now they're seeing me, and it's coming so easy for me. It's like it, it, it they portray it as love, but deep down inside, it really ain't. I just fell out, fell out with one nigga. This nigga been feeling the type of way for like months. Months. And a situation happened where it should just, he just let it all out. Like, damn, how long you been feeling like this, my nigga? And this is like my nigga. Like over 20 years, almost 20 years. Like, how long you been feeling like this? Damn. And then what? Cut them off. I don't. I don't. I don't mind cutting anything off. Any relationship. Any friendship. I don't mind because we ain't supposed to die together. I ain't come here with you. Shit, I ain't gonna leave here with you. We were just. It was just a moment in our life that we were friends. We learned from each other. We experienced each other. And then shit, people fall off. People just not meant to be. With if I could, if I could have a divorce with my wife, shit, then why I can't lose a friend? And I'm pretty sure it's gonna be more of that. But God is preparing me for what's coming. Yeah, whoever fall off ain't supposed to be there. I hate it, but I love it at the same time, because, damn, I'm mad because I lost you as a friend, but shit, fuck it. Fuck you. But it's the fact that you, you were smiling in a nigga face, knowing that it really ain't a smile. You got a hidden agenda in your mind, in, in your heart, I don't know, sometimes I hate people. Let me not say hate, that's a strong word, dislike. <laughs> I dislike people, I dislike, because people are emotional and they change. Me, I don't know, I think I'm just the most solid person in the world. I could never be this like disloyal, I could never like, if I feel some type of way that, like I'm not even gonna be around you, or I'm gonna have to just tell you. I'm not finna just wait till the day come and now I'm just pouring out everything that I felt over the last month, months or years and I hate that shit. I hate that niggas or people just fake. Don't come around with that fake shit. And then now it's like a bunch of people wanna be around me. I'm talking about like everybody. Everybody wanna be, they want something. How to protect your energy. How do you protect your energy from men? Uh, you just said boundaries. What kind of boundaries? Um, whatever the situation calls for. So, I don't know, just keep it short. Keep it short? Keep it short, keep it cute, keep it classy. Don't let nobody disrespect you. Like, just set boundaries. Out the gate. So for men that you allow in your life, what, what boundaries will you be setting in the beginning? Let's say I liked you. I want to date you. But you don't really know. Like, what if I just want to use you for sex? 
Well, that's not going to be the first thing we do. So eventually you're going to weed yourself out if we don't do that. Unless you're just like real persistent with some sort of anomaly. They just don't care how long it takes. Which at that point, it's like, are you really that shady? <laughs> <laughs> some niggas is. Some niggas will. They go to the extremes. No matter how long. How long it takes. Length of time and amount of like, what's the word I'm looking for? Showy displays, different things. Like, it's dudes that do a lot, but is they really going to stand the test of time? Mm-hmm. Some will, depending on how much time it is. If you're talking about a year, niggas will wait. Some will. Some will. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you just kind of can tell with people what it is that they after. Hmm. Set your boundaries. And get to know somebody, get to hear how they think. Get to see what their values is, get to see what their morals is. What's your relationship like with your mama? Like, what's your relationship like with the women in your life? Just feel people out. Hmm. Can I have a conversation with you? Can I call you if I need something? And not like, I need you on the third because I didn't pay it by the first. <laughs> <laughs> Please. For real, like, can you be gravity if I'm being emotional? Can you bring me back into orbit and help me figure something out if I'm tripping about it? Can I respect you while you tell me I'm tripping? Do you know how to, like, communicate? It's just, you just got to feel people out, I feel. And then you can decide what the boundaries are. Mm-hmm. You said, can can you be gravity when I'm emotional? Yeah. How you come up with that? <laughs> <laughs> that came out of poem. <laughs> no. That's the thing, though. I feel like men are supposed to be gravity. Like, women are fluid by nature, and men are supposed to be, like, a gravitational pull to, like, bring us in when we need it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, with women being fluid, we can take y'all where y'all need to get to. So it's supposed to be like a, a balance. Like, y'all be the anchor sometimes. Because we were just going, 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 going. You know we were taking too far. <laughs> and I don't know. Not a lot of dudes know how to be gravity for their own self, let alone be gravity for a woman. Some dudes be loose screws. <laughs> Fucked up. Messed up in the head, trying to be in a relationship. Trying to lead a woman. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's my favorite. I don't even know if I said boundaries. I just be brutally honest. And like, I be talking to somebody and then like, I just be like, I tried to follow your lead and I didn't like it. So I think we should just stop talking. Damn. <laughs> like, I don't think, if I continue to follow your lead, I don't think you'll like me anymore. Cause I don't even think you would like to see a reflection of yourself if you really knew the direction that you was going. So we should just call it quits, Bookie. Damn, <laughs> that hurt a nigga internally. Like, damn, you, I can't. You don't see me as a leader. You don't. I tried following and I hated it. I don't want to do this anymore. Best wishes to you. I hope you figure it out. Thanks for nothing. I'm just playing. I don't say thanks for nothing, but everything else is true. Okay, but you seem like you like hood niggas. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm Mhm. Right. So, if you're dealing with a hood nigga, what what is he leading you to? They're not all bad. I'm not saying they're bad. <laughs> I'm not saying they're bad. <laughs> I'm not saying they're bad at all. I was in the hood. I would. I don't know. I guess it's like liking somebody and being led by somebody are two totally different things. I like 
to the dudes that I, as far as like pursuing a relationship, not so much. What you liking for? What y'all doing? I'm just playing. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like, um, I will say though, it's just like unmatched. It's just like an unmatched strength and confidence that comes from that. And I might just be partial from like growing up, but having to withstand the circumstances, withstand the things that they be subject to. Like, you don't find that type of strength in, like, everybody. You don't find that type of confidence in everybody. You don't find that type of, like, resilience. So that's what I'll be attracted to. And it's just, like, that's hard to find anywhere else. Hmm. Maybe yeah. maybe it's hard to find in Ohio. Hmm? Hmm? You, you talking about Cleveland? Yeah. What's wrong with Cleveland? I didn't say nothing wrong with it. I just said that maybe it's hard to find. I, out there. Yeah. So maybe it's just due to what I've been exposed to. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. I need to take a break. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.